is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus in Lakeville, Minnesota. Are you interested in learning more about our church? Go to Bethlehem.Church forward slash location forward slash south dash campus. Well, today we have a merry ensemble of people joining us. Uh, everybody say hi at the same time. Hi. hi. In other words, there's a lot of people in this room. So uh, we'll go around the room. Steve Rindy, our facilities coordinator, say hey. Hey, good morning. Rachel Divig, our lead administrator. Thanks for being here, Rachel. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Emily Zwicky, our administrator at the help uh, receptionist extraordinaire. Yes. Great. An, say, an admin for women. And that's children. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have Joshua Oakley, our coordinator for children's ministries. Hello. And then last and probably least, at least in God's eyes, we have Dave Zuliger, lead pastor. It's the first shall be last. That's right. Remember? Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, so Dave Zuliger, uh, lead pastor here. So uh, I always start with a random question. If you were to choose a new opening song for this podcast, what would it be? So right now we've got Dan Schmidt. He did a little sample of um, Come Thou Fount. You know, it's just... Fades in, fades out. There was to be a different song, like whether scripture, role, Christianese, or whether not Christian at all. What would that be? Dave, why don't we start with you? Oh, I think I know why you're asking me. <laughs> why, why am I asking you this, Dave? Because I was reliving our, our college uh, basketball warm-up days, playing a song for Steve Rindy. Oh, okay. What song was that, Dave? <laughs> Heart of a Champion by... The Christian artist Nelly. <laughs> the Christian. <laughs> they, they, they played that song as the as the warm-up jam at Northwestern? It's a clean song. Oh, okay. It, I wouldn't recommend Nelly for your kids, but that, that particular song is clean, was played at Northwestern. All right, all right, all right. Any other takes on uh, opening songs? Just like opening jams for this podcast maybe we'll I'm thinking the intro to Star Wars as the credits roll and it begins okay I like that if we turn this into a vlog you know a video blog we could maybe have like an opening scroll episode 13 the spiritual disciplines five people gathered six people gathered to talk about and that's what we're here talking about today the spiritual disciplines thanks for that segue Joshua appreciate that certainly so we're here talking about the spiritual disciplines of them. Dave and I just thought we could grab a whole, like, just basically everybody that's in the office. Is this everybody in the office today? Right now. I think. Yeah, yeah yes. right now. So and just talk a little bit about what it looks like in our own lives for um, us to practice the spiritual disciplines. So Bible reading and prayer are the two most obvious ones. There Are those the only two, Dave? No. What, what are some others, Dave? Uh, I suppose it depends what you mean. David Mathis has a great book on Habits of Grace with all sorts of different spiritual disciplines. Um, but I, I think fasting is one that's important for, for a lot of people. I even think some kind of exercise is an important spiritual discipline, as in people who are embodied souls. Um, and there's, there's others, but those are the, the main ones I think of. Prayer, word, fasting, exercise. Okay, okay. Are there other spiritual disciplines that we can think of? Like things that you do that help you do any of those things. So fasting is for the sake of, uh, the scriptures talk about this, for the sake of prayer mm-hmm. and for maybe some other things. What, what are some other disciplines that are out there that maybe you've practiced or you know others have practiced? Journaling. 
journaling. Joshua, talk about journaling. I spent probably about four months um, back in 08 while I was living in Colorado of just getting up in the mornings and being in the view of the mountains and prayer journaling. Um, And I was amazed at how much I pray about and God answers it, but I wouldn't have known that had I not written down my prayers and looked back on them. Okay, so you were writing, when you say prayer journaling, you were writing down your prayers. Yeah. Kind of recording them. Yep, and then every month I would go back and relook at previous prayers. Interesting. Um, And so it was really encouraged me to be more thankful um, because realizing that God was listening and he was hearing my prayers, but had I not written them down, I'd, you know, in the moment that seemed like a big prayer and something that needed to be answered in some way and I would have just forgotten that I even asked and forgotten to thank him for answering that and being did you, faithful. Did you ask God for a wife and a child in that time? I did actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I now have both, okay, yes. Okay, So that, that's good. Uh, wife and Here's, children. Daniel, anything you've prayed about for a really, really long time? <laughs> Is there something specific you have in mind, Dave? No. Any, anything you want to share? Anything I want to share. Um, you're you're probably the most uh, avid prayer journaler keeper of records that I know. Uh, that's possible. I um, starting on June twenty sixth, twenty fifteen, a solid three years and two months before it happened. Um, I started praying every day that that uh, there could be a pastor at uh, Albert Lee so that Dave Zuliger could come to South Campus. So I uh, prayed. I didn't tell Dave that at all for about, <laughs> didn't tell Dave, I think it was about nine months. I didn't, I just kept praying. And um, Emily, so what is spiritual disciplines, what do the spiritual disciplines look like for you? What does it look like when you uh, open your Bible, when you pray? Just give us some context for what that is for you. Yeah, I, I had a struggle for a long time with being disciplined in reading my Bible every day. And I think... The thing that helped me finally was just developing the habit. So whether that was just a few minutes a day, I felt like just consistent, develop this consistency. So that discipline was really important and just continuing. And so the longer, you know, as I developed that habit, then it became, just became a natural part of my daily life. And also finding, um, a time of day that works so um and for me it had to be first thing in the morning if i didn't do it then it didn't happen yeah, so yeah um so that has been helpful and then just um just that consistency and um i think also i don't know if you would call bible study a spiritual mm-hmm. dif- discipline but being involved in a bible study has also been really valuable for me and just um seeing how god will use one particular thing from that study that just will really stand out and i'll see how it applies in many areas of my life so the encouraging thing is yeah just um seeing god answer prayers and um seeing him lead you in um, a certain direction through your Bible study is encouraging and helpful. Yeah, yeah. amen, amen. Um, Rachel, what do spiritual disciplines look like for you right now? For me, it would be journaling. I'm a, a big journal okay. person. And I also switched to reading the 
Bible in a year, the book, yeah. so that I would have some daily consistency without jumping around with mm-hmm. bookmarks in four separate spots. Just yeah. did not yeah. work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's probably my biggest thing. And then I do enjoy walking and praying at the same time in yeah. the evening. Yeah. So. Steve, what about for you? What does spiritual disciplines look like? Um, Bible reading and prayer. Um, so it's kind of changed a little bit, um, just kind of as life has happened. So pre-kids. As life has happened. Oh, pre-kids. That's what you're referring <laughs> to. Okay. Um, so pre-kids was much more consistent, like wake up, morning, read, read the word, coffee. Um, and once the kids came along, almost four years ago now, um, it's been much more like sometimes in the morning, sometimes in the evening, um, sometimes during the day at work, whether it's in my Bible with all my bookmarks or on my phone. Um, and, you know, that that's really helped me lately is just being more flexible and not so rigid on like, I have to get up, I have to do it right now. Um, so, you know, someday it'll be back to hopefully one time in the morning because um, it is kind of nice to do it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then... Prayer is, you know, it's good, um, but there are times when, you know, I feel a little bit um, like, I'm just like, what? There's always stuff to pray for, but um, sometimes it's just hard. And one thing that's helped me is um, reading through the Valley of Vision. Yeah. Um, just extremely helpful for when you don't know what to pray for right now or you don't really have, um, just, I don't know. It, it's really. Um, God-focused and um, much more than um, just, you know, personal supplications. Yeah, and yeah. Um, So I, I would highly recommend that book to um, anyone. And, and Yeah, so we have a pastor for preaching and vision, and we're all about that vision here at South Campus. So what is the Valley of Vision? The Valley of Vision, it's a collection of prayers, all anonymous prayers, um, I think somewhere online you could probably find like who most of the people are who contributed, but the prayers aren't listed out on who wrote them. Um, is collected by I think Arthur Bennett, um, and it's just wide ranging on um, anywhere from Christology to sin um, to just daily living, um, and it's written in a, a little more uh, King Jamesy type. Um, King Jamesy. Yeah. These and thous yes. and thighs and for sure. So, um, yeah, that's that's extremely helpful to me. So if uh, anyone wants a copy of that, first person to email me, I'll send them a copy. Get them wow! Whoa! Oh, wow! <laughs> you are outdoing us. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I haven't offered any free books on the podcast yet, so Steve Randy beat me to it. Last question: You have very striking hazel eyes. Do oh, either of your children? <laughs> Do either of your children share your hazel eyes? Henry's eyes are hazel. Okay. They started off blue, now they're hazel. Caroline's eyes are still blue. Um, are you? Are you I've been told my eyes, eyes, eyes like in the sun are kind of goldish. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. But I don't know. That's pretty impressive. I the the first person who like really pointed that out was um, a lady checking me out at. Um, not checking me, like, <laughs> check, check. <laughs> bringing up my, my groceries at Cub Foods. It was like, whoa. Okay, so, yeah. 
That's enough of that. <laughs> Joshua, what does spiritual disciplines look like for you right now? Um, I mean, it's changed over the years. Um, I grew up with a lot of my great aunt and uncles were very much into the spiritual disciplines. And so as a young child, I tried to emulate that. Um, and I found it to be very much checking a box until I got older um, and really just started to kind of make my faith my own and see gospel truths and something that really I attempted many times um, was reading through the Bible. But kind of like Rachel mentioned, when you, I mean, I was doing the reading plans where you're in a bunch of different sections at once. Um, and so, and then you fall behind and sometimes there's catch up days and it just felt very defeating. Um, and so I switched to where my goal is to read a chapter every day. Um, and I do it chronologically. So starting in Genesis one and going through the end of revelation, um, sometimes some days it's more than a chapter, but that's kind of my goal is to at least just read a chapter, um, and just kind of walk through the Bible. Uh, I do do it every morning. I do it while I have breakfast. Um, someone had described to me that, you know, the Bible is kind of like daily bread. So like you wouldn't get up in the morning and not eat breakfast because it sets you up for success for the day. Um, and so I kind of treat the Bible in the same way of that's my spiritual food and I start the day with it. Um, and it's just been really good for me to, you know, get up in the morning. Another part of why I do it first thing in the morning is I'm tempted to check emails or check Facebook or open a game I play on my phone and I force myself or discipline myself to the first thing I do in the morning has to be read the Bible um, before I can check my email or check Facebook. Um, so just kind of grounding myself in, in the truth first. Um, Good. So that's, that's something that's been big for me. Good. What game do you play? It's Clash Royale. Clash Royale. Is that one of those freemium games that like nickels and dimes you to death? Uh, you can spend money, but I'm committed to not spending money on games. Mm. So I just do the free, and it means you have to wait longer to get things, but that helps me with patience. <laughs> Another spiritual fruit through games. Could games be a spiritual discipline? We won't go there. Dave, uh, so Joshua shared how like aunts and uncles growing up you know, influenced, or at least he had that modeled for him, even if it felt like a checkbox at time. Growing up, was there anybody that modeled for you, just faithfully digging into God's word, personally, faithfully praying, other spiritual disciplines? Yeah, I have a, for whatever reason, I just have a, one of my most vivid uh, childhood memories is when I would get up in the morning uh, to get ready for school or whatever, my mom would almost always be up, normally on her knees with her Bible open on the couch. Um, I get emotional when I talk about it because I know, yeah. I know during those years, lots of those prayers were probably uh, prayers filled with tears for me uh, when I wasn't walking with the Lord. So, yeah, so I, I, uh, yeah, she would be the the picture. I mean, that picture is just kind of etched in my mind. Um, so yeah, she she was a uh, a big one. My uh, my dad would often lead um, different. Uh, groups of youth through different books of the Bible. So just, you know, he was probably the first one I saw. Uh, my mom devotionally just every day, my dad uh, digging into it, studying it. Um, so so both my parents, I'm grateful that they both took the Bible seriously. Um, but yeah, th those are the ones that modeled it for me most, yeah. which I'm grateful for. Yeah. So Emily, Rachel, Steve, who, who modeled spiritual, you know, and maybe again, 
maybe no one did. And this is something that uh, happened more later in life, just kind of on your own. But who modeled doing the spiritual disciplines for you? Um, I never thought about that before, um, of somebody modeling it. But now that everyone's talking about it, I think back to growing up when I was, you know, five, six, seven, eight. I remember um, now my grandpa um, sitting in the corner of a couch with his Bible open, reading it while everyone else is watching TV, commotion going on, and it was almost like he was in his own little (coughs) world, so to speak. Um, But yeah, I'd never thought about that in this context before, but that's, yeah. Rachel, Emily? I don't remember anybody in my family. Both my parents and grandparents were all people of faith. I do not remember witnessing them. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is not to say they didn't, but it wasn't visible to me. But I would, so I would say probably just through uh, my church, through youth groups, through, you know, went to Christian college, had Christian friends, I would say it would be more through teaching of, um, teaching of the church, that those things or that was imparted to me that that was important for my faith. I'd say for me that although it was legalistic, yeah. we did read through the book of Psalms and the book of Proverbs every month okay. my entire childhood. So, I mean, that was a lot of Bible that we read, even if the motive behind it wasn't great. Yeah. It was still a lot of Bible. And, I mean, my parents made sure we always did devotions every morning, so... I mean, it was a good habit to build in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think similar for me. Um, a lot of maybe some uh, latent legalism growing up. Um, and then, uh, but I do have distinct memories of being up and my dad's Bible being out, sometimes him being on his knees. Distinct memories of my mom faithfully reading God's Word. Dave, talk to us about a framework about. Uh, why, why are the spiritual disciplines not legalistic to commend them or even say you should do this? What is it? What do we think about the spiritual disciplines? Why are they important? Yeah, my uh, my favorite analogy is just always Thanksgiving dinner. So I, uh, of course, it's your favorite analogy. Yeah. keep going. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it's it's not legalistic to just to invite someone to a feast. And so that'd be the category I'd want to set up. I mean, Joshua already alluded to it. Uh, if, if Christ is our food, he's true food and true drink, then we want, we want people to be fed. We want their souls to be fed. We want them to uh, respond to and receive the, the rest that Jesus offers them by coming to him and abiding in his words. So, yeah, so I, 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 that's what I talk about it to someone is, you know, I've, I often say to people, you know, I, I, can't, I can't guarantee you're going to get fireworks and warm fuzzies every morning uh, when, you, when you do devotionals. But I can guarantee if you don't, if you don't spend time in the Word and prayer, uh, you're, you're going to grow cold and distant from Jesus. And we don't want that from you. We want you to be connected to, to the vine. And so uh, that's the way I would talk about it. Yeah, amen. So you mentioned early on uh, the David Mathis book, um, Habits of Grace. So we think of the spiritual disciplines as means of grace. These are ways in which God graciously meets us, not just, I think this is kind of the legalistic or the checkbox idea, like, I'm not being sought by God. I must seek him. He's distant and far off. 
but all those that seek after the Lord find that they are sought mm-hmm. by him. So mm-hmm. he's ordained these means. Mm-hmm. There's even other ones that we could talk about, like uh, corporate worship yep. is a means. Yeah. Um, the preaching of God's word is a means. Communion, frequent communion. Even every week, maybe. Um, could be, uh, is a means of grace. So when we do the... Uh, the spiritual disciplines retreat. So if you are listening, you're a high school student or you have a high school student, God willing, and COVID restrictions allowing, we'll do a single night retreat this spring for high school students. Um, we've done it, I want to say, four or five times out of the last six years that I've been here. We get away for a night and for 24 hours, we fast, we pray, we commit ourselves to studying God's word, doing other things like that. And this is the way that we we form the time and then we jump off and talk about others. But we talk about fasting is for the sake of praying. We talk about studying God's word is for the sake of reading God's word better. And then we talk about journaling is for the sake of meditating on God's word. We're turning over God's word in our mind like a a rock tumbler and just thinking about it. And then we talk about other disciplines as well. So if you have a high school student or you yourself are a high school student, uh, stay tuned, God willing, probably in March we'll, we'll take a Friday night Get away, and then we uh, we break the fast, not with a Thanksgiving meal, but with uh, hmm. um, some some breadsticks and lots Top of salad bowl. and soup at everyone's favorite Italian place. <laughs> the garden. The garden. The olive garden. The garden. Biblical. <laughs> the olive garden is biblical. Um, anything that anybody else would just say about the spiritual disciplines? Like, like if in a snapshot, you would say in your own words... Why read God's word? Why pray? Like to commend it, not just you, 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 uh, you know, legalistic checkboxy kind of stuff, but just positively. What what would be just one or two sentences that anybody here would say about why practice the spiritual disciplines? I mean, I just for me, I guess I would go back to just thinking of when God created humans. He didn't need us, um, but He created us to be in relationship with us. And so I guess off the cuff as I'm thinking about this, I would just think that like our our time that we spend reading his word or praying with him is us being in relationship with him. Um, and so I guess I would almost contrast that with if you aren't doing those, it's kind of like just sticking your hand in God's face and being like, I don't need you. Um, and I don't know that there's anyone who doesn't need God um, and need to be in a relationship with him and the more the more you read and the more you pray with him the more you just see his hand at work in your life and see how much he cares for you mm-hmm. um, and so I would think if you weren't if you weren't connecting with him in some way you're just missing out on like how amazing he is and how much he loves us in an intimate, personal way. It's not just this big, grandiose God off in another galaxy. Like, he's a personal God who wants to be in fellowship and relationship with us. Amen. Um, I would just simply say it's it's a gift from God, a gracious gift from him um, that um, we can know him through his word, that um, we can dwell on it day and night. Um so I would just look at it as it's just a beautiful, gracious gift from him um, to know him. 
Well, I, I would agree with Dave and what he said and just that your your faith grows cold. And you if, if you don't have that consistency in spending time with him and... And, and just what Joshua is saying, too, I would agree with the, the intimacy and you see what a personal God he is and that he speaks specifically to your life and the things that you're praying about. And um, so it's just such a beautiful thing to see how he cares for you through spending time in his word, spending time in prayer and you know it just causes you to to marvel that the god of the universe cares that intimately about me so that's i guess that's one thing and another thing i just would say is that it is a discipline and that there it's it's not always easy um but it's worth it yeah amen Everybody, thanks for joining us today. Gratefully, you all came in just kind of from the office and everywhere. So, appreciate each of you and your ministry to us, and especially in this podcast. Pastoring Out Loud is a ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus. Are you a member at Bethlehem South Campus and you have a question or a topic that you'd like us to talk about together? Go ahead and email it to southoffice at Bethlehem.Church.